My guess at conjecture's vision. Triggering a narrative bifurcation. By Alexandra Variengian. There's an image here in the text. Subheading. Context. The first version of this document was originally written in the summer of 2023 for my own sake while interning at Conjecture, and shared internally. It was written as an attempt to pass an ideological Turing test. I am now posting an edited version of it online after positive feedback from Conjecture. I left Conjecture in August, but I think the doc still roughly reflects the current Conjecture's strategy. Members of Conjecture left comments on a draft of this post. Reflecting on this doc six months later, I found the exercise of writing this up very useful to update various parts of my worldview about AGI safety. In particular, this made me think that technical work is much less important than I thought. I found the idea of triggering a narrative bifurcation a very helpful framing to think about AI safety efforts in general, outside of the special case of conjecture. Subheading. Post outline. In sections 1 to 2. I'll share a set of general models I use to think about societal development generally, beyond the special case of AGI development. These sections are more philosophical in prose. They describe how memes craft default futures that influence the trajectory of a society by defining what no action means. SEC 1. Applying the model to the case of AGI development. I'll argue AGI companies are crafting a default trajectory for the world that I called the AGI orthodoxy where scaling is the default, SEC. 2. In sections 3 to 6. I'll share elements useful to understand conjecture's strategy, note that I don't necessarily agree with all these points. Describe my best guess of conjecture's read of the situation. Their strategy makes sense once we stop thinking of conjecture as a classical AI safety org but instead see their main goal being triggering a bifurcation in the narratives used to talk about AGI development. By changing narratives, the goal is to provoke a world bifurcation where the safety mindset is at the core of AGI development, SEC. 3-4. Talk about how the COEM technical agenda is an AI safety proposal under relaxed constraints. To work, the technical agenda requires that we shift the narrative surrounding AGI development. SEC. 5. End with criticism of this plan as implemented by Conjecture, SEC. 6. By Conjecture Vision, I don't mean the vision shared by a majority of the employees, instead, I try to point at a blurry concept that is, the global vision that informs the high-level strategic decisions. Introduction. I have been thinking about the COEM agenda and in particular the broader set of considerations that surrounds the core technical proposal. In particular, I try to think about the question, if I were the one deciding to pursue the COEM agenda and the broader conjecture's vision, what would be my arguments to do so? I found that the technical agenda was not a standalone, but along with beliefs about the world and a non-technical agenda, for example governance, communication, etc., it fits in in a broader vision that I call triggering a narrative bifurcation, see the diagram below. There's an image here in the text. Heading. 1. A world of stories. The sculptor and the statue. From the dawn of time, our ancestors' understanding of the world was shaped by stories. They explain thunder as the sound of a celestial hammer, the world's creation through a multicolored snake, and human emotions as the interplay of 4. Bodily fluids. These stories weren't just mental constructs. They spurred tangible actions and societal changes. 
inspired by narratives, people built temples, waged wars, and altered natural landscapes. In essence, stories, through their human bodies, manifested in art, architecture, social structures, and environmental impacts. This interaction goes both ways. The world, reshaped by human actions under the influence of stories, in turn, alters these narratives. The goals derived from stories provide a broad direction but lack detailed blueprints. As humans work towards these goals, the results of their actions feed back into and modify the original narratives. Consider a sculptor envisioning a tiger statue. She has a general concept, its posture, demeanor, but not every detail, like the exact shape of the eyes. During the sculpting process, there's a continuous interaction between her vision, the emerging sculpture, and her tools. This dynamic may lead her to refine her goal, improving her understanding of the sculpture's impact and her technique. Similarly, civilizations are like groups of sculptors, collectively working towards a loosely defined vision. They shape their world iteratively, guided by shared stories. Unlike the sculptor, this process for civilizations is endless. Their collective vision continuously evolves, always presenting a new step forward. Looking back at the stories our ancestors believed makes them appear foolish. How could they believe such simple models of the world, and have such weird customs and beliefs? We at least ground our beliefs on science and reality. However, we still live in a world of stories, a world made of money, social status, capitalism, and a myriad of ideologies localized in social circles. The gut feeling of weirdness that comes from thinking about past humans is only the consequence of our inability to look at the lenses through which we see the world. The press agency. Conscious thought is a powerful yet expensive tool. Contrary to most of the processes in the body and in the brain, it cannot exist in parallel. A way to see it is that you can only have a single inner dialogue, or explore a single chain of thought, at a given time. This makes conscious time a precious resource for the organism to exploit. Every idea that exists in the human mind needs to be deemed worthy of this precious resource. To understand how memes and stories get propagated in a group of humans, or what precedes the first mimetic outbreak, we need to zoom in on this selection process. The information that arrives at our awareness has already been heavily pre-processed using parallel computation to be easier to parse. For instance, your visual experience is not only populated with shapes and colors, but with objects. You can put a label on every part of your field of vision without any need for conscious thoughts. Another way the organism optimizes this scarce resource is through heavy filtering of the information that reaches consciousness. This is the part that will interest us the most here. A useful analogy is to think about one second of conscious thoughts as a newspaper. Each second, you are enjoying the easy-to-read typography and the content of the articles, fully unaware of the processes that crafted the journal. To choose the content, a large set of press agencies had to fight a war. Thousands of them were writing articles about diverse subjects. Some related to your immediate sensory experience, some about memories, etc. They all submitted an early draft of their article, but only a few were allowed to be featured in the new issue. After all, there is only so much space in a newspaper. The ruthless press director uses many criteria to order articles. These include filtering for articles most relevant to your decisions, making some sensory information more salient, articles that are fun, that make you do useful planning, from an evolutionary point of view, etc. On the other hand, the articles the most likely to be discarded are the ones that are too energy-consuming, emotionally unpleasant, or otherwise don't fit the editorial line, that is are too different from the most frequent articles. 
There's an image here, with the caption. When your press director brain looks at the drafts from the agencies. The most important consequence of this process is that you are unaware of what you ignore. There is not even an API call to get the number of articles that were rejected from each issue. This might sound trivial, but I think this explains a bunch of cognitive biases that are caused by the inability to fully grasp a situation. For example confirmation bias, hindsight bias etc. I argue that this is not because the crucial piece of information is not present in individuals' minds, but because it is filtered away. Intermediary conclusion I presented two lenses to look at how ideas emerge, evolve through time and influence the world. The first is an outside view. It describes the dynamics at the scale of groups of humans in terms of coupled dynamical systems, the thoughts in the sculptor's brain and the physical process of removing matter from a block of stone. The second is the analogy of the press agency, making sense of the process that happens in individuals' minds. Those lenses are complementary, as the macroscale dynamics are the aggregation of the individual thought processes and actions of the members of the group. Putting the two together. Crafting futures by defining what no action means. By being part of a group for a long period, an individual sees his thought pattern changing. In particular, the idea of no action will be shaped by his interactions with the group. No action doesn't mean interact as little as possible with the world. Instead, we have a very precise intuition of what kind of interaction with the world feels normal, while others would be a deviation from normality and would necessitate action. For example, if you are a capability researcher, doing your job as you've been doing for a long time, and no action involves doing your job every weekday. Even without any negative consequences for not showing up to your work, it would feel weird not to show up because of the accumulated inertia of doing it every day. It's like going outside without pants. This option never lives in your brain before leaving your house. Individuals are not consciously comparing their course of action to the group narrative on a regular basis, for example doing capability research as your day job. I'd argue that this is the main mechanism through which groups influence the future of the world. People engage in coordinated actions, for example building powerful AI systems, due to the alignment of their subconscious filters, where ideas effortlessly emerge in their minds, giving the impression that no deliberate action has been taken. Heading. 2. Application to the field of AGI development. The current state of affairs. A set of AGI companies are developing ever more powerful AI systems. This process is driven by two forces. 1. Technical advances that made it possible to train inefficient, yet scalable training runs. It removed the need for major intellectual breakthroughs, as the question changed from how can we create an intelligent system, to how large can we train a transformer. 2. An ideology that advancing technology, and specifically AI systems, will be the main driver of humanity's progress. I'll call this the AGI orthodoxy ideology. Instead of a sculpture or cathedrals, AGI companies are building systems capable of radically transforming civilizations. Most importantly, they are crafting a future, defining a default of what the development of AI will look like. This future is most clearly visible by reading OpenAI blog posts, where they share their vision for AGI development. Until recently, the influence of the AGI orthodoxy was mostly limited to AGI companies and a broader set of actors in Silicon Valley. The rest of the Western world, for example politicians, other companies, etc., was mostly influenced by the capitalist, techno-orthodoxy ideology that fosters the view that technology drives human progress, 
while regulation might be needed to limit unintended side effects. In early 2023, fueled by the success of ChatGPT, the sphere of influence of the AGI orthodoxy has grown to also include politicians. The AGI orthodoxy is not empty of safety measures, and unfolding the default future it proposes is likely to result in concrete safety plans being executed, for example OpenAI's superalignment and preparedness plans. Moreover, it is likely to feature regulations such as monitoring and auditing of large training runs. A sculpture with unbounded consequences. There are many groups of humans living in parallel, each one crafting their future on their own, with different levels of overlap without the neighboring groups. For example if you were to go to China and back to the UK, the stories you'd be confronted with are widely different and incompatible, despite both being felt as the default trajectory, from the inside. This mosaic of worlds already caused major catastrophes such as global conflict. However, until now, most of the possible side effects of this cohabitation have been small enough that humanity could recover from it. The case of AGI is different. The whole world can be impacted by how things turn out to play out in this very specific AGI orthodoxy bubble. What is also different, in this case, is that global catastrophe would not be the result of a conflict. If they pick the black ball, it's game over for everyone. The particular status of the AGIX risk meme. There are many things that make the AGIX risk meme special. It is supposed to track a part of the world. The meme is supposed to be an accurate representation of a fact about the world, in the same way that a scientific theory aims at being an accurate description of the world. It is scary. It comes with deep emotional consequences. The scope of the catastrophe it talks about is beyond what a human can relate to emotionally. It is an ultimatum. It calls for immediate action to curb the risk. The ultimatum is not just about taking action, it's about taking the right kind of action. And for this, we need to have a clear view of the problem in the first place, that is we need to ensure that the meme is faithfully tracking the phenomenon we're trying to avoid. Note that the required actions are not about coming up with a comprehensive, crystal-clear description of the problem and its solution. Instead, we should have done enough thinking so that we can steer the world in a safe space. As an example, consider the case of vaccines. While we haven't fully reverse-engineered the human immune system, nor solved the international coordination problems, we have technology that is good enough to protect us from a wide range of nasty pathogens and governments that are legitimate and knowledgeable enough to ensure good enough vaccine coverage. AI safety would likely require more advanced effort, but it's useful to keep in mind that partial success can still translate into tangible safety benefits. There are a bunch of AGIX risk memes out there, but few of them talk about what they're supposed to describe. The real ideas that would accurately depict the risk are slippery, convoluted, and emotionally uncomfortable such that they have little chance to go through the harsh filter that protects our precious conscious time. This is why AGIX risk is sometimes described as an anti-meme. The default reaction to a human confronted with the AGIX risk meme is a series of near misses. Successive steps of understanding the risk, the relationship between technological solutions and governance, and what action they can take. At every stage, the individual has the impression that they know about the problem. Sometimes that they act accordingly while in fact having missed crucial information that prevents them from efficiently tackling the problem, the near misses are a consequence of. The complexity of the topic. Real world is messy and has no reason to fit in simple mental models, yes, I'm thinking of you biology. 
AGIX risk is about intricate technical topic and their interaction with social dynamics. That's hard. The emotional load associated with it triggers emotional protection mechanisms. The influence of the AGI orthodoxy and the techno-orthodoxy ideology that reinforces ideas such as, technology is good, technology cannot go too bad, we'll figure things out in time. I'll let the figure below illustrate the most common failure modes. Heading. There's an image here in the text. Subheading. 3. Conjectures read of the situation. Noticing that AGI companies are crafting a default path. Conjecture sees that AGI companies are fostering AGI orthodoxy and extending their influence outside their original sphere. The consequence of this increased influence is that their view about the future percolates in the government, and the broader economy such that thinking about safe AGI made of black boxes starts to feel normal. Conjecture evaluation of the default trajectory. The default world trajectory crafted by AGI orthodoxy is a Russian roulette. It features some safety and regulations, but nowhere near enough to meet the size of the problem. Among others, one of the most flagrant sources of risk comes from the continuation of post-hoc safety measures. There is no discussion about changing the way systems are made to ensure safety from the start. All plans rely on steering monstrous black boxes and hoping for the best. This LW post goes into more detail about Conjecture's view of the default trajectory. The mistakes of EACE. Other people, mostly EACE, are also concerned about AGIX risk and working on it. However, many EACE, mostly from the Bay Area sphere, are trapped in thinking using the dichotomy safety versus capabilities. If we pile up more safety, at some point we should be fine. Most of them are failing to recognize that their thinking is influenced by the AGI orthodoxy. Even if they disagree with the object-level claim AGI orthodoxy is making, the way they think about the future is trapped in the frame set up by the AGI companies. Most of them think that the default path set up by AGI orthodoxy is not a weird idea that gets echoed in a specific social circle, but instead the natural trajectory of the world. They are unable to think outside of it. In addition to the AGI orthodoxy, they are influenced by a set of unchallenged ideas such as Insular thinking, that is thinking that interacting with the outside world, public, politicians, is hopeless as they'll not get the problem well enough to act rationally about it. Techno-optimism. Problems get mostly solved through technical solutions. Anti-adversarial. They default to be cautious about not starting culture wars or position themselves as adversaries. This makes them unable to go outside the default path crafted by the AGI companies, and thus bound their actions to be insufficient. Regulation can be powerful. A consequence of EA mistakes has been a historically low engagement in AI regulation. Moreover, EA working on AI policy often aim at conservative goals inside the Overton window instead of ambitious goals, for example Yudkowsky's time letter, or Conjecture's magic proposal for a centralized international AI development. This incremental strategy is bound to talk about measures that are far from the ones necessary to ensure safe AI development. Past examples show that extreme control of technologies can be implemented, for example international ban on human cloning research, US control of nuclear research during World War II, etc. During the COVID pandemic, the fast, yet not fast enough, lockdown of full countries is another example of quick executive response from governments. Note that EA engagement in policy has changed a lot since this post was drafted, there is now meaningfully more engagement. An adversarial mindset is inevitable.
the AGI orthodoxy extending sphere cannot be thought of in the same way we think about physics phenomena. AGI companies are entities that can model the future and plan. They can even model the observers looking at them, so they'll provoke an intended reaction, that is public relations advertising. The way this happens, for example exactly who in the company is responsible for which action of the companies, is not important, what matters is the fact that the companies have these abilities. In other words, AGI companies are intelligent systems, they have a narrative, the AGI orthodoxy, and they'll optimize for its propagation. If you propagate another narrative, then you become adversaries. Dealing with organizations as unified entities. Conjecture's way to interact and model actors such as AGI companies is not to think about individual members, but think about the organization. Consider the actions that companies took, and the legally binding or otherwise credible reputation binding commitment they took. Companies are objects fundamentally different from the humans they are populated with. The organization level is the only relevant level to think about their action, it doesn't matter much where and how the computation happens inside the organization. In fact, Conjecture would argue that AGI companies optimize such that nobody will even think about asking hard questions about their alignment plan because they successfully propagated their default trajectory for the future. Looking at the AGI companies as entities with goals also means that the right way to interpret their safety proposals is to see them as things that implicitly endorse the main goal of the org. For example responsible scaling implicitly endorses scaling in Anthropic's case. Heading. 4. Conjecture's vision. Breaking the narrative. Deciding to break the narrative. Putting safety mindset in the driver's seat. Continuing on the default path is an unacceptable level of risk. Even with the best effort to steer it on the technical and governance and technical side, the set of unchallenged assumptions it conveys with it, unstoppable progress and larger black boxes, removes any hope for ending in a safe world. The only solution is then to craft an alternative narrative to challenge the ideological monopoly that AGI orthodoxy has, around AGI-related discussion. The goal is to show another way to think about AGI development and AI safety that removes the unchallenged assumption of the AGI orthodoxy. This new narrative assumes that a safety mindset is steering AI development, instead of relying on ad hoc patches on top of intrinsically dangerous systems. The consequences might appear drastic from the outside, but in Conjecture's eye, they are only realistically fitted to the problem at hand. By creating an island outside the hegemonic continent, Conjecture can point at it and say, look, you thought that this was the whole world, but you never looked at the full map. There are more futures than the default path AGI companies are propagating. Let's talk about it. Communication strategy. Given this goal, communication becomes paramount. Conjecture positions itself to embody this new way of approaching AGI and voice it loud enough that it cannot be ignored. Very short-term goal. Making it clear to people that a second way exists. Short-term goal. Making the AGI orthodoxy appear recklessly unsafe once it has no more the monopoly of ideas, such that effective regulation will be put into place. Medium-term goal. A full shift of the Overton window such that it is unthinkable to talk about the black box AI of AGI orthodoxy in the same way, that it is unthinkable to argue that tobacco is good for health. Long-term goal. COEM, or a future safe by design AI architecture, is the mainstream way to develop AGI systems. To achieve these milestones, the main strategies are. Here's a list of bullet points. Being big. Being a large company. 
generally becoming an important actor in the AI tech scene. Being loud. Engaging in public discourses, for example Connor's podcasts, public debates, etc. The tone of some public positions, for example on Twitter, is adversarial. This is mostly to signal that this is a new narrative around AGI, so the public can recognize, ho. Oh. They also talk about safe AGI, but they don't seem to mean the same thing as open AI. Create a network. Engage in policy work, push back the AGI orthodoxy by chatting with decision makers, and propagate alternative views. Proposing a positive vision for the development of AGI. The core of the communication strategy is that conjecture is not just pushing back against all forms of AGI development. Instead, conjecture proposes co-em. Pure negative pushback is too hard for people to listen to, and having an understandable positive vision to propose is a necessary condition for a widespread and fast shift in paradigm. If we go back to historical examples, this is the main reason why we were able to solve the hole in the ozone layer but not climate change. CFC could be easily substituted, while there is no easy substitute for fossil fuels. That's the end of the list. Example consequence. Why conjecture is not sold on evals being a good idea. Even under the assumption that evals add marginal safety if they are applied during the training of frontier models from AGI companies, evals labs could still be negative. This comes from the fact that eval labs are part of the AGI orthodoxy ecosystem. They add marginal safety but nowhere near a satisfactory level. If eval labs become stronger, this might make them appear as sufficient safety interventions and lock us in the AGI orthodoxy worldview. Heading 5. The COEM Technical Agenda I'll not describe the agenda in this post. You can find a short intro here. A safety agenda with relaxed constraints. Most AI safety agendas are either extremely speculative or plugged on top of existing black boxes that would be shipped by AGI labs, for example evals, interpretability-based auditing, adversarial training etc. Designers of AI safety agendas take care of not inflating the alignment tax, else no labs would listen to them and the safety measure would not be implemented. This is not what COEM is about. The COEM agenda assumes a total shift in the paradigm used to create advanced AI systems, and assumes that you're in control of the process used to create your AI. This is why COEM seems so different ambitious when compared to other AI safety agendas. It relaxes the constraints of not having control over the AI architecture and low alignment tax. The COEM agenda is continuous. The COEM agenda is very broad and only vaguely specified in the original less wrong post. Each time you tweak a system such that the cognition is more externalized, that you reduce the size of the larger LLM being used, then your system is more bounded, that is COMY. The COEM agenda introduces the idea of boundedness. Larger models are less bounded while the more you externalize the cognition of LLMs into small, legible, verifiable steps, the more bounded you make your system. For COEM, the goal is to have fully verifiable traces of cognition and minimize the size of the black box involved. Nonetheless, I think the externalization of verifiable cognition is not unique to COEM, but also an idea explored by AGI companies, for example Tamara Landman's agenda at Anthropic, the process supervision work from OpenAI. Given the ambition of the agenda, the short-term goal is only to demonstrate that boundedness is doable. In the long run, one would incrementally increase boundedness until the size of the black boxes is small enough. Alternatives to COEM 
as far as I know, there has been very little work on designing agendas with these relaxed constraints of I, shifting the paradigm to developing AGI by ensuring the monopoly of your alternative, 2, fully controlling the creation process of the AGI, 3, being okay with large alignment taxes. The few agendas that also take into account these relaxed constraints I know of are the open agency architecture from Davidad, and the provably safe AGI from Max Tegmark et al. Heading. 6. Challenges for conjecture with this strategy. By playing alone, conjecture takes the risk of unchecked social loops. Conjecture is creating a new vision for AGI, a new set of memes that, it hopes, are closer to the problem such that they'll lead to a safer future. However, these dynamics could run into the same problem that AGI orthodoxy runs into, with the prototypical example being anthropic contributing to race dynamics while being created in the name of AI safety. The concerns for conjecture are amplified by The small size of the world conjecture is part of Ideological dynamics are faster and thus more prone to diverge out of its intended goal. Adversarial mindset Adversarial communication is to some extent necessary to communicate clearly that conjecture pushes back against AGI orthodoxy. However, inside the company, this can create a soldier mindset and poor epistemic. With time, adversariality can also insulate the organization from mainstream attention, eventually making it ignored. I kept this description short for space constraints. This is IMO the most important challenge conjecture faces, it could lead to a high probability of failure. Heading. Addendum. Why writing this doc? The thing I found the most confusing when arriving at conjecture is that I was told that conjecture was pursuing the COEM agenda. However, what I observed around me did not fit this description, and I felt that there was much more going on than a pure focus on a technical research direction. In retrospect, this confusion came from 1. The shape of the plan is unusual. Technical agendas in AI safety are often presented as standalone, the rest of the plan, for example governance, is often delegated to other actors. Technical actors very rarely interact with non-technical actors. 2. Some ideas were new to me. There are beliefs and principles of action that are not unanimously shared among the AI safety community, and are mostly present inside the conjecture. Even inside conjecture, they mostly appear scattered during discussions and are not made properly explicit anywhere. 3. Unclear naming and lack of comprehensively written up plan. The name, COEM, refers to the technical agenda, despite the fact that it might well not be the central part of the plan. Heading. Acknowledgements. Thanks to Chabel Raphael Cedury, Diego Dorn, and Chris Scammell for valuable feedback on drafts of this post. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for Less Wrong. It was first published on February 6, 2024. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.